Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. Is that the best you can do this morning? Can we just give God praise? Hallelujah. <laughs> Woo. Thank you, Jesus. God, you are awesome. You are glorious. You are mighty. You are wonderful. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. God is good, isn't he? Sit down for a minute. Good to see some extra Mosiers here today. Come on. What a blessing. See, Tammy's grinning for me. Look, her, she's smiling so big her ears are wet. Come on. Great day. So good to see you guys this morning. You know, the thing is, is it was really a reading that I was reading this morning. And, and this song just really reverberates because... Even in the lowest valley, I can bless his name. Amen? I mean, we don't always know what that looks like. We don't always understand how it's going to come. Because for a widow of Zarephath, it was an Elijah who stepped in, even to the point where she says, I'm about to take my last little bit of oil and my last little bit of meal. I'm going to make the last bread that I can make, and I'm going to eat it. And we're going to die. Sometimes we get into the funk, right? But even in the midst of our funk, God sends somebody along. And it doesn't look like we think it should look. We, our mind is kind of uh, lost in our circumstances. And for Elijah, he says, look, I want you to go get me a piece of bread. And, she, and this is the thing we don't get. Because sometimes we think about how, how many times we get into the mindset, me first. Me first. But we don't realize that when Elijah says, why don't you make me a cake of bread first and then make it for your kids? You know, sometimes the yes I will doesn't come as easy as we think it should. Sometimes the yes I will is difficult because it means we have to extend ourselves and, and we don't realize, Lord, I'm not sure if I have it to give. I'm not sure if I'm able to do this. And the Lord says, will you trust me? Will you trust me? Because the word says that she went and made him a cake of bread. And then she fed her family. And it says that they all ate. And the barrel of meal didn't go dry nor the oil give up. Come on, somebody. Look, we might feel like, Lord, I know you want me to obey you. God, I know that you want me to trust you. I just don't know how. And the Lord's saying, seek me first. Put me in the front. Let me be your guide, your leader. Know that I am there for you. If you'll give to me first, seek me first. I'll open up the windows of heaven. I'll make a way. I'll bring provisions for I am Jehovah Jireh, the Lord your provider. I will take care of you. Amen? Amen. Amen. That's our God. Amen? Amen. If you men, look, if you missed yesterday, I apologize. There was some precious moment times last night with, with our mother-son banquet. It was really a 
an awesome time with the children. Thank you so much, Susan, for putting that together. A uh, beautiful time. Look, we have a lot of things going on. If you would like to be involved um, in the bulletin, it has many of those things on there. Uh, if you are online and, and haven't received the bulletin, you can go on to our webpage all, all the way to the right side of the webpage. It says Other. You can click on that, and it has our bulletins right there where you can actually get on them and look at them. We want you to be engaged and involved. Annette, it is such a pleasure to see you. We love you. Thank you for being here this morning. So glad you're able to be here. And thank you, Robin. We appreciate you. And this guy up here playing the drums, we love him too. Amen. Ushers, would you come? We're going to do something a little, a little different this morning. We have a, some of our young people who are going to do a mime. Now, you might know what a mime is, but you know, they'll paint their face. And basically, it's for you to see their expressions better for you in the back. And um, it, it's, a, it's a powerful, powerful song that I believe that you'll be blessed by. And so they're going to do that. Come on up. Only Anna's coming. Anna, come on. This is my youngest daughter. That is true. Even though she's my oldest child. She's no child anymore. I mean, she looks like she's 12, but she is uh, reversed that. 21. I'm blessed. Amen. Father, I pray this morning, God, that just as a widow from Zarephath, Lord, she, she didn't realize that you had appointed her to be the provider for the man of God. Lord, she didn't realize that she was aligned in the scheme of your plan for taking care of the prophet. But Lord, her willingness to obey, even when she didn't understand, her willingness to, to follow your plan, even when it seemed beyond her ability, God, you used her. And Father, even beyond that, because of her obedience, her family was taken care of. The prophet was taken care of. And Lord, the supply continued more and more and more. And Lord, I pray that today, as we worship you, that we will say, yes, I will, Lord. Lord, that when we truly are surrendered to you, God, that no matter what it looks like, no matter what it seems, God, we can say, Lord, we will praise you even in our lowest valleys. Lord, we will shout unto you on the mountaintops. God, we will walk with you even through the valley of the shadow of death, knowing that you are with us and knowing that you are for us. Father, we honor, we praise you. We pray that you'll bless every gift and every giver. Let your name be glorified and you be proclaimed. In Jesus' name, amen.
Show me a base Fill up this space My world needs you
fill the space My world needs you right now My world needs you That was excellence. I felt I felt the presence just watching that. Let's give it give it give it up for our young people. I didn't even know that they could do that. <laughs> excellence, excellence. Listen, that just that just set us up for this one. <laughs> it just set us up. We're gonna continue with, with our worship. How many how many people have battles and giants that that come and go? within within your lives amen we all do but listen there's a there's a secret weapon <laughs> and it's called praise and praise defeats the enemy every time amen
how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how. It may look so. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look like. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. Oh, it may look like. It may look like. This is how. Say it again. It may look like saying, "Hey, it may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you." Oh, it may look like it may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look like it may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. This is how. How I fight my battles. This is how. This is how I fight my battles. This is how. This is how. This is how I fight my battles. Oh. This is how I fight my battles. This is how. This is how I fight my battles. This is how. Oh, it may look like Shreya. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I break the music. Battles. This is how I say. This is how I fight my battles. Come on. This is how I fight my battles. Do I pray? This is how I fight my battles. This is how. This is how I sing. This is how I fight my battles. Oh. This is how I fight my battles. This is how. This is how. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. Blow it again, blow it again. This is how I fight my battles. This is how. This is how. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how. This is how I fight my battles. This is how. You need to sing. It may look like.
And so I want you to imagine what it is that you're surrounded by right now. It may be medical bills. It may be car repairs. It may be um, an illness that you or a family member or a loved one is fighting chronically. Okay? If it's something in your job, you know, you have to walk into and be surrounded by every day. It just seems like you can't get out of that bubble um, that's pressing in on you. Whatever it is that is surrounding you, I want you to think about God surrounding you, okay? And when you praise him, it fights those battles. Oh, Amanda, would you just minister and say it may look like? school because you know public high school it can be rough but I remember the story about maybe Isaac and his servant or something like that and how they had an army camped around them ready to take them down and I don't know who it was Isaac Elijah okay Elijah yeah whatever. And, and you know he was sitting there and he was at peace and his servant was like oh my gosh, you know, we're about to get taken over. We're about to die. Like, why are you at peace right now? And it's so, what, he was in joy. I've learned, I learned what joy was. Joy is not happiness. Joy is constant and it comes from God. And he was at joy and he was at peace. And the servant was like, oh my gosh, why are you like this right now? And God and Elijah said, God let him see what I see. And around that army was angels, an army of angels, twice as many. Because when the devil looks like he's surrounding you, when he looks like he's got you, just know that for every demon, for every evil spirit coming against you, there are two angels fighting for you. God is fighting for you. Say, this is how, this is how I find my battles. This is how I find my battles. This is how, this is how I find my battles. This is how I find my battles. This is how I find my This is how I find my battles. This is how This is how I find my This is how I find my battles. This is how. 
the music. This is how. This is how I fight my battles. Hey. This is how I fight my battles. Let it blow, let it this blow. This is how I fight my battles. Hey. This is how. This is how. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. Bring it down, bring it down. This is how. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. This is how I fight my
and Gideon had 300. He started with many, many more. But we all know the story that the walls of Jericho fell. They didn't fight from a war. They fought from circling the city once a day for six. And on the seventh day, they circled the city seven times. And they blew trumpets. But on the seventh time, Gideon asked his army, not only why he, why the priest blew the trumpets, that the whole army would yell and scream. So I'm hoping this is the seventh time, because I wasn't counting, and I apologize. But if it ain't, the Lord bless it anyhow. But the question I have to ask you before we do this is, why are you here? This ain't a club. This ain't somewhere that mama wants you to be. This ain't somewhere where granddaddy wants you to be. This is God's house. We're here to praise the Lord, the man that created you, the being that you are. That's why we're here. If you get seen by friends, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus, and thank you for it. But I ain't here for my friends. I love every one of you, and I mean that. I mean that from the bottom of my heart. If you were here yesterday at men's breakfast, that's what it was about, that I love you, and I'll do anything for you. But I'm here. I've been gone three weeks, y'all. Y'all don't even know what this has done to me personally. I've missed worshiping with you. That's why I'm here, is to worship with you and show you that I love you. So as I blow this trumpet, I want you to scream like you have never screamed for the Lord. I want you to yell like you have never yelled for the Lord. I want you to praise God, your creator. I want you to understand that.
in our minds with everything all of our soul we will shout for your glory with everything with everything we will shout we will shout for your know that his love is perfect and his love will chase you <laughs> we thank you for your love Jesus yeah. we don't deserve it 
but you still love us in spite of ourselves, yeah. We're so excited and so appreciated for your love, yeah. Oh, Your flow, still your love. 
surrender to say, Lord, we love you. Lord, we love you this morning. We worship you. We thank you, God. Lord, we're so overwhelmed by the gracious love of a Father that cares compassionately for us, who is willing to send His Son to the cross of Calvary, to love us so much, to die for us. Lord, we love you this morning. We praise you. We thank you, Lord, for you are awesome. You are glorious, you are mighty, you are holy, and we give you praise this morning. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Somebody just give him a hand clap of praise his house. Guys are such a blessing to 
us. We love you a whole lot. I had a special friend with me this morning, Dr. William Lamb. You've heard him preach before. Um, God, God stirred my heart at a gondolier in Cleveland, Tennessee some 16 years ago and it wasn't the pizza or the or the strami or whatever I didn't know William Lamb but he was sitting at a table by himself and I was kind of spurred to go and sit down with him and that has developed a friendship now for 15 plus years and and uh, it, it's such an honor to have him with us I know that uh, they put DR in front of his name these days, but let me tell you something, that has not taken away from who he is. He's a dynamic man of God who loves the Lord, and I'm so thankful for his passion for the kingdom of God. Uh, he's a chaplain for the, for a, the fire department uh, there in, in Bradley County. He's a servant's servant. He just loves serving people. And his wife, Angela, I, I told him I'm so glad he brought, brought his better half with him this time. And we're so thankful for you. Their, their boys are just amazing young men. Yeah, they're not boys anymore, young men. And so we're just thankful for you. Brother Lamb, God bless you. Continue to lead us, brother. Amen. Thank you, Pastor. This is a little hot right here, guys. A lot hot. So, yeah, stand if you will for the reading of the word this morning. Hey, guys, I hate to ask you to do that, but I want you to change one word for me on the screen. You're going to see some bit, but I don't want you to make it submit, S-U-B-M-I-T. So uh, pop that off, fix that, and we'll come back to it. Open your Bibles, if you will, this morning to the reading of the Word. Um, I don't know. I don't know um, what time you get out of here, which is great for me because I don't really care. Um, <clears throat> what I'm pretty sure of is if we just started our favorite trip to wherever we were going, we may be about an hour in we're nowhere near where we're getting so uh i wouldn't leave the ride too quickly this morning because i do believe that god is in this house and i am quite certain that god wants to meet with us today we're going to read several passages of scripture i'm going to pray let you sit down i'll remain standing and uh we'll talk through the scriptures today but first samuel chapter 16 reading verse 14 but the spirit of the lord departed from saul and a distressing spirit from the lord troubled him Go over to Zechariah chapter 3. I'm going to read verse 2. And the Lord said to Satan, the Lord rebuke you, Satan. The Lord who has chosen Jerusalem rebuke you. Is this not a brand plucked from the fire? Let's ground this in the New Testament. Go with me to Matthew chapter 4 verse 10. Matthew chapter 4 verse 10. All of these passages I read today will come out of the New King James Version. So they're going to be the same all the way through. Then Jesus said to him, Away with you, Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God. Him only shall you serve. Flip over for one more before you're seated. Uh, Luke chapter 4. I'm going to read several passages in Luke chapter 4. Verse 18, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. Sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed. Verse 19, proclaim the acceptable year of our Lord. Father, in the next few minutes, would you illuminate your word today? Hallelujah. 
Lord, this is a celebratory house. They have reason to celebrate, reason to worship, reason to praise. Now speak to us today, Lord, that we might be full, overflowing, and spilling out in this world of chaos. In Jesus' name I pray, and I ask this of you today, Lord. Amen. You may be seated today. You've already seen the the phrase, the acronym, the word SAFE. Um, Using the word SAFE in a um, vertical format, I think it is, S-A-F-E. You're going to see four words beside it. The first word is submit. The second word is align. The third word is fight. The fourth word is endure. I'm all about understanding what God is doing when I can understand what God is doing and trusting God when I do not understand what God is doing. Do you understand what I just said? In this place today, you and I are faced with an amazing opportunity to glean from the Word. Now, I'm going to do something very few preachers do, in particular, very few Pentecostal preachers do, of which I am one and have been for all of my life and hope to die that way. That is, I'm going to use more scripture today than I am commentary. It's rare for us to do that because we like to use a little scripture and a lot of articulation. Somehow it seems that we might have knowledge to posit to you, but instead today, I'm just going to affirm the word today and let the word speak to you. Now, if you've been watching that online and it become now to the place where the worship has died down, That's just depending on whether or not you still have it in your heart or whatever the case may be. But I want to invite you, if you're watching us today, wherever you're watching us from, stay tuned for a few minutes, dig in and understand what God is doing and what God is saying. My wife and I made a commitment early on as we started into that 21-day fast that so many people will do in, uh, in their early days of the first year of every year. We decided we would read through the Gospels. We did it with about five chapters a day, and we got into Matthew chapter 8, and the Lord just kind of popped a a, a scripture out to me, and it kind of settled into my spirit, and this passage became very, very um, alive to me. Now, I'm going to give you two Greek words, pneuma and pneumata, very simply, very easy to understand. Pneuma, meaning the word spirit with a capital S when you read it in your English version of your Bible and pneumata with a lowercase s of the word spirit when you see it in your English Bible. Simply what this means is, is pneuma is reference to the spirit of Almighty God. Amen? Pneumata is a lowercase spirit, typically, usually, and in most cases, referring to the demonic spirit. Now, if you love God, this is a great place for you to be today. If you're afraid of the demonic, this is the... If you're afraid of the demonic, this is a great place for you to be today. (laughs) Let me read it again. Let me read it again. Let me say it again. If you're afraid of the demonic, if you're afraid of the devil, you're in the right place. Why? Because pneumata, the spirit of the demonic, the enemy, the devil, the accuser, is only about 30 times in the New Testament. But the word spirit, hallelujah, Jehovah, Almighty, Redeemer, Savior, Deliverer, Master. Hallelujah. I don't know, maybe about 300 times. Numa. Get the math in your head. Greater is he that is in me than he that opposes me. That's really important to understand today. So if you're afraid of the devil, 
That might turn to you in just a few minutes, we hope. All right, I'm going to read some passages, and I want you to follow with me if you have a printed word, a printed word with you today. You know, the, the, the temptation is to listen to the word, and that's great because some of us need to listen more than we talk. But when you really get that book and you start looking at the book together, it's pretty amazing stuff. Understand that. The other problem is, Pastor, in the Pentecostal arena, which I assume this church is kind of Pentecostal, it looks like you might be, um, which is not bad. When I grew up that way, it's like you get that wonderful little awesome feeling and sense of the moment of God and a few people obey God and it's really cool and I'm ready to check out now because I'd like to get some lunch. Greater is the food he will feed you than that which you will put in your belly today. Now I'm going to go eat somewhere for my belly, but before I do that, I want my spirit to be renewed and to be empowered and to be filled by the power and the authority and the spirit Numa of the living God. Let's read a little while. Matthew chapter 8, verse 16. Scripture got me buried in this passage. When evening had come, they brought to him many who were demon-possessed. And he cast out the spirits, lowercase s, with a word and healed all who were sick. <laughs> I'm not going to offer commentary on every passage I read. But I want you to grab a hold of this passage because it sets us in the trajectory for what I think God is doing today. Jesus had just went and healed the mother-in-law of Peter. Interesting. And while he was there, then they began to bring to him all of the spirits, lowercase s, those who were controlled by the demonic, and he spoke a word understand Jesus is the word in which he spoke hold on with his word with himself hallelujah he cast out the spirits and healed those that were sick now there's a problem with this passage and the problem is God doesn't necessarily heal everybody according to our view you can get buried in that later go home and look that up for yourself God has a way of doing things that don't make sense to me but it makes me want to follow him anyway. Now hear me. The other problem is, is not everybody that we've seen that have been brought to us, not necessarily to Jesus, but to us, have they been delivered? We'll talk more about that in just a minute. Let's flip over to Matthew chapter 8. Let's go with, with verses 28 to 32. Stay in the same passage. Let's go over to verses 28 to 32. Interesting stuff. And when he had came to the, in the house, the blind men came to him. And Jesus said to them, do you believe that I am able to do this? They said to him, yes, Lord. Then he touched their eyes, saying, according to your faith, it will be in you. And their eyes were opened, and Jesus sternly warned them, saying, see that no one knows it. And when they had departed, they spread the news about him in all the country. And they went out. Behold, they brought to him a man mute and demon-possessed. Let me keep reading in verse 19. I'm sorry, I'm staying there, verse uh, 32. And they brought to him a man who was demon-possessed. And when the demon was cast out, the mute spoke, and the multitudes marveled, saying, It was never seen like this in Israel. Let me tell you something. God wants to do something in the world today through you that has never yet 
been seen. Amen. I don't know if you've ever seen a miracle. Miracles scare me. First time I ever seen a blinded eye open, flipped me out, and I was the one praying for the person whose eye literally rolled around in North Carolina in his head and popped back normal like the other one. That jacked me up. You want to talk about God doing something you can't comprehend? When God does a miracle that doesn't make sense to you, thank him. When God doesn't do the miracle you think you need, thank him for when he does decide to do the miracle that he knows you need. You catch that? God's not in the business of doing what I think I need. He's in the business of me aligning to what he needs. Too much commentary. Let's keep reading. This book is good stuff. Chapter 10 of Matthew. A couple of pages over. I tell you what, guys. You go home and start reading the book. It's going to come alive to you. Then the twelve Jesus sent out, commanded them, saying, Do not go into the city of the way of the Gentiles. Do not enter a city of the Samaritans. Verse 6, chapter 10. But go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And as you go, preach, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons. Freely you have received, now freely you need to give. What did Jesus say? What does the book say? What does the scripture say? Greater works than these you shall do. The same spirit which raised Jesus from the dead is the same spirit, capital S, Numa, that will, hallelujah, bring you to the empowerment of the Holy Spirit in your fleshly form for his glory. Understand something. Carnal and fleshly are two different things. You fleshly just by pinching yourself and realizing it hurts if you pinch hard enough. Carnal and flesh are two different things. We want to submit the carnal to the spirit, but don't forget you're a bag of dirt that leaks and God chooses to use you by filling you up every day. Yeah. Let's keep going to Matthew chapter 17. I told you if you're getting bored with the scripture, stick around. Matthew chapter 17, verse 14 through 18. And when they had come to the multitude, a man came to him, kneeling down to him and saying, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is an epileptic and he suffers severely, for he often falls into the fire and often into the water. So I brought him to your disciples, but they could not cure him. What did I just read? When you go, wherever you go and everywhere you go, heal the sick, cast out the demonic. But the disciples could not cure him. Verse 17. Then Jesus answered and said, O faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Bring him here to me. Watch this. Verse 18. And Jesus rebuked the demon, and it came out of him, the boy, and the child was cured from that very hour. Unless you have God's spirit in you, nothing you do will really matter to eternity. It may matter now. You may be so full of yourself and giving so many plates from manna's house that the hungry people are being fed. But what matters is in the eternity. What are you giving the soul that is empty and broken and needing a Messiah? Thirty seconds of uh, commentary and maybe twenty more minutes of scripture. Let's keep reading. 
19. And the disciples came to Jesus privately, not publicly, it's interesting, and said, why could you not cast it out? So why could we not cast it out? So Jesus said to him, because of your unbelief. For assuredly, I say to you, if you have faith of a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. Nothing. However, this kind does not come out except by prayer and by fasting. Understand something today. God doesn't want you to pray and fast so you can cast out the demonic. (laughs) Hold on, let me drink something while you're thinking. Thank you, Pastor Paul. I don't know why preachers yell and scream and spit. It makes no sense to me. But I do it. God didn't want you to pray and fast to cast out the demonic. That's the result of the praying and fasting. The praying and the fasting is to align you with him. You understand that? Remember that little acronym you put? S-A-F-E. Number one, you submit to God. Number two, you align to Scripture. Number two, you align yourself. You bring yourself into captivity of the Word. You bring yourself subject to Him. When you bring yourself subject to Him, everything else will be subject to you. Hold on. Understand that. You say, William, we're, 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 we're human. Absolutely. All of us are human. If somebody cuts you today, you're most likely going to bleed. And you're going to scream and you're going to hurt and you're going to cry. And you're going to want somebody to stitch you up. But I'm here to tell you, we got to get to the place in our life that we say, whatever you need to do in my life so that I can reflect you to the world in which I'm going to live in today, God, let it be so. He said to them, how much longer do I need to tarry with you? Open up your mind. Open up your heart. Open up your spirit. Let me come into you with my spirit, and then I will do through you what I want to do. Let's go to the book of Mark. These are what we call the synoptic gospels. The synoptic gospels means they all say about the same thing, but with different viewpoints, different perspectives. Now, it's interesting because Matthew was a tax collector. Mark actually um, was what they call the evangelist. Luke was a physician. John was the one who supposedly had the the greatest eyewitness perspective. Peter actually influenced Mark's writings, which is interesting when you talk about where Peter, who had denied the Christ, actually, because Mark is influenced by Peter's writing in that particular passage, he said that he actually cursed God. Go back and look at that. That's not a different day. That's just something for you to kind of go this afternoon when you get bored. The scripture should come alive to you. If you read it long enough, it will come alive to you. I understand. Leviticus, if you want to go to sleep tonight, get Leviticus, get by your, get in your bed, cover yourself up and start reading Leviticus and you will go to sleep. I understand that. But this other stuff, it all matters, by the way. I ain't making light of it. But this other stuff, it ought to get you excited and it ought to come alive inside of you. Mark chapter 1. Let's go there. Mark chapter 1. Listen, I love the sound of pages turning. Turn the book, guys. Turn the pages. Flip it on your phone. Slide it, swipe it left or right. Whatever you do, make your life dig into the word of the living God so that the living God can give you as a word to the world so the world can know the word of the living God. Amen. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise. I hope you're at home clapping right now. Wake your clap. Wake your 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 world up. Wake your family up. Bring everybody together and understand the scripture. 
Mark chapter 1. Let's go to Mark chapter 1, 32 and 34. And evening when the sun had set, they brought to him all who were sick and those who were demon-possessed. William, you just read that from another gospel. Well, listen to it from this one. And the whole city was gathered together at the door. Then he healed many who were sick with various diseases, cast out many demons, and he did not allow the demons to speak because they knew him. Hold on just a minute. Does the world know that you know him? Because the world knows him. The demonic knows Almighty. And the demonic is not afraid of you. And you and I should not be afraid of the demonic because we also know Almighty. <laughs> Hang on. He did not allow the demon to speak. You need to quit letting the demonic influence and speak to your life. I read a, a, a quote the other day. Somebody had posted on Facebook. We are becoming so subjective or so subjected to the celebrity culture in our world. The only celebrity I know chose not to be a celebrity because he allowed himself to die of his kingship at the moment to become strong from heaven to earth, suspended upon a tree. And then he became, hallelujah, the resurrected king of kings and lord of lords. And today he wants to live in you. Luke, let's go to Luke. Hang tight, I'm going to read from every one of these passages today. Not the whole book, just every one of these passages. Luke chapter 8, go there. Luke chapter 8, really cool passage, verse 26 through 39. I used to make it fast, Paul. I'd put little things in my Bible where I could flip quicker, but I want you to slow down and hear this word today, man. This is amazing stuff. Luke chapter 8, verse 26 through 39. I'm not going to read all of it. I'm going to give a couple of passages here. And I'm going to give you a little bit of commentary. Don't you understand it? And they sailed to the country of the Gadareans, which is opposite of Galilee. And when he stepped out on the land, there met him a certain man from a city who had demons for a long time. And he wore no clothes, nor did he live in a house, but in the tombs. Actually, you know what? It's just 12 o'clock. You already are going to be in line wherever you go. So we're not going to worry about that. And I'm going to read a lot of this passage because you need to hear this. And when Jesus had cried out, fell, I'm sorry. And when he saw Jesus, he cried out, fell down before him. And he cried out and fell down before him. And with a loud voice, he said, what have I to do with you, Jesus? He wouldn't let the demon speak at Peter's house because the demon knew who he was. And now the demon says to him, Jesus, what is it that I have done to you? Why do you come to me, Jesus? Keep reading. <laughs> For he commanded an unclean spirit to come out of the man, verse 29. For it had often seized him. He was kept under guard, bound with chains and shackles. And he broke the bonds and was driven by the demon into the wilderness. Verse 30. Jesus asked him, saying, what is your name? Hang on. And he said to him, legion, because many demons had entered him. And they begged him that he would not command them to go into the abyss. You need to stop. I need to stop right here. You need to understand this. 
The demonic needs somewhere to possess to operate. Don't cast me out into the emptiness, for I want to possess something. You get this picture? Here's this man bound by the demonic who lives a very tormented life and others are afraid of him and they actually bypass him, but he comes to Jesus and he brings himself into submission or subjection to Jesus. If the demonic do that, why shouldn't we? And they begged him that he would not command them to go into the abyss. Verse 32, now a herd of many swine was feeding there on the mountains, so they begged him that he would permit them to enter them, and he permitted them. Verse 33, then the demons went out of the man and entered the swine, and the herd ran violently down the steep place into the lake and drowned. When those, had, those who had fed them saw what had happened, they fled, told it to the city and the country. Verse 35, and they went out to see what had happened, came to Jesus, found the man from whom the demons had departed, sitting at the feet of Jesus. Earlier in this passage, he came to Jesus. He was in torment. He was bound. He was naked. But watch this. And he was fully clothed and in his right mind, and they were afraid. Do you ever wonder about Scripture? Where did the clothes come from? Was there a Dollar General every seven miles? I don't think so. Where did, the, where did the clothes come from? Did Jesus have them in his little backpack? I don't know. Did he speak and they came out of nowhere? I don't know. Were there clothes that had been stashed away when the demonic took the possession? I don't know. But what I know, what he was, he now was not. Hallelujah. Somebody needs to hear that. What you were before you walked in here, you shall not be when you leave. Look at me if you're watching from home or wherever you were. Wherever you were, you will not be when Messiah touches you and takes over you and consumes you with his power. Thank the Lord. Hallelujah. They also who had seen him told him by what means he had been demon-possessed and was healed. Then the whole multitude, verse 37, surrounded the region of the Gadarenes, asked him to depart from them, for they were seized with great fear. And he got into the boat and returned, verse 38. Now the man from whom the demons had departed begged him that he might be with him, but Jesus sent him away, saying, hold on a minute. So the people who came to the tombs and realized the man who was possessed living in the tombs naked and violent was now calm and at peace and whole and joy and clothed and wanting to go with the Messiah. But yet they didn't want to go because fear had struck them because Numata, a little S, was still abiding within them and they did not understand Numa, the capital S, who is Jehovah. <laughs> Watch this. Return to your own house. Tell the great things God has done for you. Jesus, have you lost your ever-loving mind? A few minutes later, he says to them, I'm going to heal you, but don't you say a word. Don't you tell nobody what I have done for you. <laughs> Go home. Tell your house what I have done for you. Are you serious, Jesus? Did you change your mind? Everything is within context, and the context of today is God wants you to submit. God wants you to align. God wants you to fight the enemy of your life. God wants you to endure the troubles of your flesh, and therefore, you can someday reign with him in eternity. Amen and amen. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise.
I'm a little over halfway through. Most people speed when they get closer to home, so I'll get there quickly. Acts. Let's, let's, let's go to Acts. You don't want to miss Acts. This is really good. Acts chapter 16. <laughs> Acts chapter 16. I'm thankful that you're staying around because we're not done. In just a minute, we're going to have you guys come back up in just a couple minutes. I'll let you know when. And we're going to have a real celebration moment this morning as I believe God's going to continue to touch some of you. Acts 16, verse 16. Now it happened when we went to prayer that a certain slave girl possessed with a spirit of divination met us who brought her masters much profit by fortune telling. This girl followed Paul and us and cried out saying, this was in a mockery sense of sorts, these men are the servants of the Most High God who proclaim to us the way of salvation. Verse 18. And this she did for many days. But Paul, greatly annoyed, turned and said to the spirit, pneumata, lowercase s, it's, it's really interesting right here. I command you in name of Jesus Christ, actually who is the word, come out of her, and he came out that very hour. <laughs> the demonic can mock the gifts of the Spirit, but they can't mock the fruit of the Spirit because the fruit of the Spirit is transformation on the inside. A lot of people can use their gifts in the house of God and not even be of God. Understand what I'm telling you. But pneumata always has to come subject to pneuma. The little s will always be subject to the capital S, almighty. Always. Are you annoyed with the demonic? Don't ignore it. Look at it and speak to it from the authority of heaven, and it will leave you. That's not complicated. Only if you're living in right relationship with God. You know, I've dealt with a demonic a few times in my life. I was in Mexico, had a friend with me. We were there at a little sidewalk cafe. And two witches were in the same area with us, sitting a couple tables over. They were witches. Let me tell you why they were witches. Number one, because their spirit, little s, pneumata, revealed them as witches to me. And their attitude trailed not far behind. And they snarled at me like this. I don't know about you, but I mean, I was having a good little Mexican lunch wherever I was in Mexico. I was enjoying that until I saw those witches. And I looked at the witches, and they looked at me, and they snarled at me. And I'm telling you, Pastor Paul, now you and I have been around some interesting things in our journey. And I saw the demonic in those two ladies, and I saw the spirit of the demonic approaching me. And I said to the Lord, it's up to you. I wasn't trite. I wasn't making light of the moment. I simply said, it's up to you. And I looked at the witches, and I said out loud where they could hear me and everybody else around me, if you don't want to go free, don't come over here because I will knock you out. Now, I wasn't like some prize fighter ready to face the demonic and win some prize victory. I was simply letting the God in me rise up greater than the demonic that opposes me. And in that moment, it happened to be that particular form. Sometimes the spirit is never in physical form. It's just killing you with depression. 
It's killing you with doubt. It's killing you with anger. It's killing you with judgment. It's killing you with keeping score of somebody else and how they treat you. And I said to them, if you don't want to go free, don't come over here. I'll knock you out. And let me tell you what happened. They went the other direction. I can't lie to you. I was relieved. Now, I wasn't afraid. And I would have stood right in the midst of them and said, in the name of Jesus, I rebuke you because Zechariah 3 and 2, which I read earlier, said, the Lord rebuke you, Satan. Let's go to Mark. Back up to Mark. I'm almost done. The guys in the booth know what's coming next. They know I'm close to not being done, but I'm almost done. You guys are good to keep flipping the little arrow upstairs. I appreciate it. Mark chapter 5. <laughs> I hope you're hearing this word today. I hope you understand what God wants to do in us today. And in the next few minutes, we're going to give you an opportunity to respond, and I hope you'll respond and let God touch you. A little different view. And he came to the other side of the sea. Verse 3, he lifted up his dwelling among the tombs. No one could bind him. Verse 4, because he'd often been bound with the shackles and the chains. Verse 5, and always night and day, he was in the mountains, in the tombs, crying out and cutting himself with stones. A little different phrase than earlier. Verse 6, when he saw Jesus from afar, he ran and worshipped him. Who is this? This is the demonic man, the man who is controlled by the demonic. Let me tell you something. You are living in your fleshly life, and you can have authority over the demonic if you simply speak the authority of the Word of God. Hallelujah. Who, you know what I'm telling you right now? That's 24-7 available to you. Sometimes some of you need to get comfortable with God waking you up at 3 o'clock in the morning to pray for other people. He didn't just wake you up at 3 o'clock in the morning for just you to just kind of get there and surf around on whatever you want to look at. He woke you up at 3 o'clock in the morning. If you'll keep listening to him, he'll drop a name into your spirit. And if you pray for that person, God just might dispatch angels to their chaos and bring hope to those people. We got to quit being comfortable with the way of the world. The way of the world says, I pay my due on Sunday morning. Let me have the rest of the week. I'll come back. I'll pay my due. On Sunday morning, let me have the rest of the week. And God says, give me every day of every week, of every month, and every minute, of every hour, and I will use you. What's your name? My name is Legion. Verse 13, once Jesus gave the permission, <laughs> understand that. Once Jesus gave the permission for the pneumata, the little S, they left the man and went into the swine. What if you own the swine? Would you be mad at Jesus? I don't know. All I know is this. If you own the swine, probably those 2,000 wouldn't have made any difference to you because you came in encounter with Messiah. I'm telling you right now, I believe the Lord might be telling me to tell you this. You understand how I said the word might? If I'm going to tell you the Lord said, I'm going to be really sure. Right now, I'm not sure, but I'm pretty close to being sure. So I'm going to say might. Maybe the Lord wants you to understand you need to let go of some of your possessions that you control currently so that I can operate in you in the way that I need to and I can let the power and the Spirit of God flow through you. 
Jesus killed my 2,000 swine. But let me tell you about him. He was radiant. Hallelujah. He was glowing. Even the demonic cowarded to his voice. The waves will obey him. And the wind will blow when he says blow. And it will halt when he says halt. Where are your swine? I don't know. The demonic came out of a man who was naked. And now he's got clothes on. Where are your swine? I don't care. Because I met the Messiah. Where are your swine? I got no idea. I'm no longer a pig farmer. I'm a carrier of the gospel of Jesus Christ to a world in chaos. You better stop. Letting go of what you possess as yours so that God can possess you as His. I'm not angry when I yell at you. Please know that. And I'm staying far enough away from the spit factor. But I want you to understand today, I need you to hear what this book says because if you get a hold of what this book says, it will get a hold of you. And when this book gets a hold of you, it's going to be like this. Go home, tell your friends, tell them what great things the Lord has done for you and how he has had compassion on you. Can I go with you, Jesus? I want to ride the boat across the lake. No, I need you right here. Some of us don't really want to. I don't know why I'm spitting so bad. Never wear black when you're going to spit this much. Can I have that water again? I'm so sorry. This is rare for me. A couple of more. I said a couple more. I promise you I got three more. Luke chapter 10. Let's go there. Come on up, Dre. Give me a minute before you start. Just come get ready. Is it Dre? Is that right? Come on, man. Luke chapter 10. Maybe y'all want to do that spirit song again, like the spirit lives within me or whatever the case may be, whatever that is. Just, just hold on the keys for just a minute. I'll tell you when because I don't want to talk over the, the wonderful worship there. Luke chapter 10. Seventeen through 20. 17 through 20. Then the 70 returned with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. And he said to them, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Verse 19, behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Don't be stupid. And my wife likes, says I use that word all the time. I guess it's most relevant in 2021. I learned it in 2020. Watch this. Never desire. I, I, I'm just going to talk to you as the preacher. You and everybody else can pick up on it if they want to. You and I should never desire a relationship with God just so we can cast out the demonic. We should never desire a relationship with God just so everybody else is subject to what we say. We should never desire a relationship out of God just so other people can see the wonderful awesomeness of God in us. No. Read the next verse. It's really good. Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. Why do we do this? Why do we submit to God? Why do we align ourselves with God? Why do we fight? Be Let me tell you something. You ever, been, you ever seen girls fight? Girls do not fight fair. I was calculating a little while ago, 22 years ago, I was sitting at a middle school, high school, a middle school cafeteria table. Problematic. I'm an adult. I'm sitting by these middle schoolers. There's a girl two over from me and like two over here, like in a diagonal line. I guess that's a diagonal line. They were like this right here. 
two from me, like three over here, and all of a sudden one said something to the other one, the other one didn't like, and the other one said something to the other one, the other one didn't like, and I'm covered in cafeteria food because she picks up that tray and whelps the other one right across the head. This is middle school. Middle school. I don't really know. If you got to fight like a girl or how you got to fight the devil of your, that, comes, that comes against your life, all I know is, you said it earlier, the thief cometh to steal, to kill, and destroy, but I've come that you may have life and that you may have it to the fullness, overflowing, spilling out into the world. Do not rejoice because they are subject to you. Rejoice because your name is written down in heaven. John chapter 9. If you're at home still watching us, I hope you'll not be preoccupied by whatever is keeping you in the next few minutes as we get ready to go to prayer. John chapter 9. I'm not going to read the whole thing because it's 1 through 34 in my book. Now Jesus had passed by, he saw a man who was blind from birth, and the disciples asked him, saying, Rabbi, who sinned that this man might his this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, Neither this man nor his parents sinned, but the works of God should be revealed in him. I must work the works of him who sent me while it is day, the night is coming when no one can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. That's verse 5. Understand this. When Jesus departed the world, he gave his spirit so that we could be the light to the world that he was when he left. You with me? He didn't create you to sit here to enjoy your pleasures. He has no problem with you enjoying good pleasures. But just don't enjoy the pleasures without enjoying him because he's the one who gives you the means by which you can enjoy the good pleasures. Hold on. Almost done, boys. Almost, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I'm almost done, guys. Guys is a gender-inclusive term, by the way. That was not understood right, but it's supposed to be. Watch this. They wanted to excommunicate this guy because he was healed by God. Understand this? The world will no longer like you when you are brighter than the world. Understand that. I'm inviting you on a journey. Submit to God. Align to the scripture. Fight like a girl. Fight with God on your side. And endure. Some things you're just going to have to endure for the sake of enduring. Because God might get more glory out of you enduring what you're enduring than you getting what you think you want. God wants to create inside of you a revelation of who he is. Why not let him do that? I take a blood thinner, and I hate it. You know why I hate it? Because I bruise all over now. I used not to bruise. My wife does not punch me every day. I just accidentally bump into this. And when I do, it's a bruise. Why? Because I got a blood thinner. Why? Because I got a stent. Why? I don't know. It just happened to me. Quit trying to be upset about every little inconvenience in your life and become hungry for the power of God in your life so the world can know Him.
Hebrews 12 and 1. Hebrews 12 and 1. Put it up there, guys. You got it? Lay aside every weight. See, and we are compassed about and surrounded by all of these other witnesses. Look around you. Maybe you are here and nobody in your family knows Jesus. Well, good news. You can be a reflection and an evangelist to them. Maybe you're here and everybody in your family knows Jesus and you compared yourself against everybody else all your life and you don't feel like you're getting where you need to be. Quit comparing yourself to somebody else and compare yourself to this book. A lot of things you shan't do just because you shan't do them. King James, for those of you who might be interested in that version, I know it too. Sometimes ain't good for you to do it just because it ain't good for you to do. It's not really problematic for the faith. It's just not a good thing to do. Don't live by list. Live by liberty. How do you get liberty? You lay aside every weight and every sin that besets you so that you can run a race that will reflect him to a world in chaos. You've been patient. You've been kind. And we're probably three-fourths of the way home. Stand with me in this building. If you're at home, do me a favor. Remove yourself from every other distraction. You say, William, why are you so excited about the book? Well, thank you for asking. Because everything else in the world weights me down and wears me out. William, why do you think that the book gives you more and we need to pay attention to it? Because the Spirit and the Word always work in tandem. Don't leave, please. Turn this way. Hear me. God wants to put something fresh in you. Oh, William, we had a wonderful celebration. That was great. Oh, yeah, some of you obeyed God and you moved towards God. But I'm telling you, you're fixing to walk out of a door into a place of chaos that probably this week we don't know what's going to happen. It could be worse than you've ever seen. Can the world see you better than they've ever seen? If the world's going to be worse than we've ever seen, the church needs to be better than the world has ever seen. How do we get better for the world to see us? We submit. Hallelujah. You understand what I'm telling you? You spend a lot of money on safety. Some of y'all might live in a little push-button world where you got a gate that opens up to your neighborhood. And I don't fault you for that. I could care less where you live. Some of y'all probably got a pistol in your car. If I know you because you're country folk, some of you are country folk. Some of you are city folk living in the country. It don't make any difference. Those are not my safe measures. Oh, yeah, they might give me a little bit more comfort, make me feel a little bit better about what might be coming. I don't know. But at the end of the day, everything is subject to the Messiah and the book and the word and the promise. And the promise is he who raised Jesus from the dead, the same spirit, Numa. Numa. Hallelujah. Will quicken your mortal fleshly body and you will, hallelujah, operate in the power of His Spirit. If you want the pneuma, fresh and new in you, find yourself somewhere other than where you're sitting. 
It may be two aisles over. It may be next to the wall. It may be in the center aisle. It may be up here. I don't care. Just go somewhere right now from where you came into this room. Go move, move, move. If you want the Spirit today, if you want God to touch you today, find yourself moving from where you are to somewhere else in the building. Be social distance. That's great. Pay attention to that. That's nice. But understand me. Find yourself in a pursuit from here to wherever you find that he may be. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, you are our redeemer. You are our Lord, Jesus. You're the healer of our lives. Holy Spirit, please come today. As we sing this song that your spirit lives within us, every one of us in this room, wherever they may be, wherever they're listening, wherever they're watching, Father, please let your spirit rise within us. I pray for obedient servants, not just in this room where it's comfort and able to do so, but in this world where we need to stand up against the enemy and say, the Lord rebuke you, Satan. Let it be so in Jesus' name. I want you to lift up a worship. Go, guys. I want you to lift up a song. I want you to lift up your heart. I want you to proclaim Him. I want you to worship Him. Let Jesus touch you in this place today. So as we walk in your peace, your spirit lives within me. My victory, my victory, your spirit lives within me. So I will walk in your peace. Your spirit lives in me. My victory, my victory. Your spirit lives in me. So I will walk in your peace. Stop, stop, stop. This ain't a spectator sport. On the count of three, I want to hear everybody tell me your name. One, two, three. You can talk. Don't be ashamed. We're going to worship again. And this time, I want you lifting up. Some of y'all lifted up your hands. I want you to lift up your voice and your hands. I want you to lift your feet, your voice, your hands, your heart, everything in you. And worship and proclaim Him as Lord over you and over your family and over your job and over your school and over your house. Your spirit and over your life. So I will walk in your peace. Your spirit lives within me. My victory, my victory. Your spirit lives within me. So I will walk in your peace. Your spirit lives within me. My victory, my victory. Spirit is within me.
Is that what it says? Yeah. So I can walk in your peace. Your spirit lives within me. My victory. My victory. Your peace gave me the power to overcome the opponent, the enemy of my life. How? By your spirit did it happen. Lift him up. (laughs) Church, I want you to lift your hands one more time. I got a kind of a prayer vision in my heart a moment ago. You guys are kind of a a, a little active people for Jesus. 
But I think God, Pastor Paul, is almost lighting a fire around this place. Where you at, Paul? I believe God's lighting a fire, like an illumination. You know what happens when a real fire occurs? First you see smoke. Then you see flames that consume the smoke. <laughs> you tracking with me? A real hot fire. You don't see the smoke. All you see is the flame. Everybody looking to where this place is needs to see the fire, the flame, the burning of Almighty God. And then wherever you walk this week, they need to be seen the flame, the burning, the fire of Almighty God. Lift him up one more time in this place. Get that shofar. Blow that horn. Oh, your spirit. Hurry, hurry, hurry. Come here, come here. Come here, come here. So I will walk in your peace. Your spirit is Yes, 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 yes. I'm not talking just to be talking this morning, but you need to hear me. That's number three right there. And you were right a while ago. You were on number seven when you came up. Because I was counting you trying to figure you out at first. But then I got it. My son Benjamin got COVID. When was it, Angela? November? December? Benjamin got COVID. When did Ben get COVID? November. My son got COVID. November. I've never done this in my life. I bundled up. It was cold. I put on a coat. Told my wife, I'm going to Ben's house. I'm going to walk around his house seven times. And on the seventh time, I'm going to walk around his house seven more times. I just had a stint put in a couple of weeks earlier. A stint. I was a little weak. But I knew the Lord spoke to me. I went to his house, knocked on his door, went inside him and Lexi. He was laying on his bed. He was exhausted. He was done. I said, son... And I read that passage. Oh, don't get afraid. I'm going to walk around your house seven times. And on the seventh time, I'm going to walk around seven more times. And on that seventh more time, I'm going to come in. And when I do, we're going to celebrate. And don't you know, I made it around six times. I made it around the seventh time. I made it around six more times. And I walked back in his house. And I said, hey, boy, get ready to praise God. Because I'm starting my seventh lap on the seventh day. Some of y'all are on the seventh lap of the seventh day. And you don't need to get tired and you don't need to get weary. Some of you are just starting your first lap on the first day. It does not matter. What matters is that you obey the book and the word and let God do the difference. You got four more to blow. I'm going to walk up a stage. I'm done, Pastor Paul. I want you to sing again. Blow it when you feel like it. You got four more. And I want you, when you get home, to obey God and let God be seen through you.
to this world in which you live. Amen. One last time. Let it go. Your spirit lives within me, so I will walk in your peace. Your spirit lives within me, my victory, my victory. Your spirit lives within me, so I will walk in your peace. Your spirit lives within me, my victory, my victory. Your spirit lives within me, so I will walk in your peace. Your spirit lives within me, my victory, my victory. Your spirit lives within me, so I will walk in your
mask right there for a moment. Father, we thank you that we were created by you to be the temple of the Holy Spirit. Lord, I pray that we will bask in this message this morning to surrender to allow you God submit allow you Lord to fill this temple God that it's not about a Sunday morning in a tabernacle it's about a Monday morning in the in the temple it's about a Tuesday morning in the temple it's about a Wednesday in the temple let us allow the Spirit of the Lord to rise up in the temple of the Holy Spirit, making manifest the presence of God wherever we are, that the light of the world may shine forth, that they may see and recognize that the Spirit of God is in us, and greater is He that is in us than He that is in the world. We don't have to walk in fear. The, world, the Word says that perfect love, the Spirit of God residing in us, cast out fear. Lord, may the love of Jesus Christ rise up in us. And Lord, may we walk in the boldness of the Holy Spirit recognizes that the righteous are as bold as a lion. And the, the lion presence of God, the Judah, let it roar within us, Lord Jesus. God, may we see the walls of our enemies crumble. May we see the things that have lingered in our homes, the things that have lingered in our families in the name of Jesus. May we bind them and see them broken by the power of the Holy Spirit, by the words and the authority of God that is manifest in us. God, quicken us to speak forth the truth of your word. And Lord, may the enemy be scattered in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Lord, let this be a declaration over us, even right now, Lord, over our homes. As we declare, as Joshua did, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. God, have your way in this place. God, may we forever be transformed and changed likeness and image of you, Lord Jesus. May your presence transform us from glory to glory. And God, may the glory of God shine through. God, we thank you that you are in this house. We thank you, Lord, that we recognize your presence. And may our eyes be keenly aware of who you are. And let us keep our eyes on the author and the finisher of our faith. Keep working on us, Jesus, as we surrender ourselves to you. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. God is good, isn't he? Woo, hallelujah. Brother Lamb, thank you so much for being obedient to share word, not just commentary. Amen, amen. God is good, isn't he? Dimitri, Dimitri, thank you.
been blessed to have several new faces uh, who have kind of connected. We're thankful for these folks. Bill, I, did, I apologize for not recognizing you this morning. Uh, Pastor, Pastor Bill, appreciate you for being here. Thank you. I'm going to ask you guys to close us in a prayer. Um, Nick and Dimitri are, have led small groups in the church. They moved from California. They, they, they took a step of faith. They took their whole family, five babies, and moved here. But they didn't just move here. They brought uh, grandparents, parents, and um, are establishing themselves. You're driving all the way from Farragut. Driving from Farragut to be here every Sunday morning and just super hungry, super passionate about God and wanting that image of God to be flowing through them. And I'm thankful and I'm, I'm looking forward to getting to know both of you more. Right? I don't know which one of you are the most outspoken, but today you will be. mercy on us and let every one of us just submit to your way. Strengthen us in our walk. Carry us as little babies carry us. Hold us and teach us your ways. Show us your love, Jesus. Strengthen us in every way that you will strengthen us. Help us understand and see that you love us and that you will change our ways. You will open our hearts and you will give us vision. You will help us see your face. I pray that you strengthen this congregation and I pray that you have mercy. In your son, Jesus Christ's name, amen. Guys, I'm super thankful that you're here remind you we have a worship time on Wednesday night if you're needing that midweek fill up uh, come in we have a worship time on Wednesday night we have some small groups going on we have a, uh, a corporate time in here as well uh, there's places for kids being discipled as well we would love to have you be a part of our Wednesday night time celebrate recovery is for anyone who has a hurt habit hang up that's on Monday nights once again food fellowship worship word um, we want you to be a part of that you know a lot of people don't realize they have hurts habits and hang ups but we would love you to come be a part of that as well you know you 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 plug in where you feel like the Lord leading you we just want you to know that we care about you and as a church our goal is to disciple care and send. Amen? We want to make sure that we are being truly discipled for the glory of God. Amen? Growing in Him. We want to make sure we're caring and, and, and developing relationship within. Loving on each other. 
But we want to know that we're not here just to maintain four walls. We're here to reach a generation of people who need Jesus. Amen. As our, our statement is, is everybody needs Jesus. And we need you to help us reach our community and our world for the glory of God. Amen. We love you. We thank you. Get connected. We are opening up new avenues in March. We'll be launching several life groups. And we would love you to, you'll be hearing more about that over the next few weeks. And we would love you to get into one of those. If you feel led to lead a life group, please see me or Justin. Justin, stand up. Jump up down right there. That's Justin. If you would like to lead a life group, see Justin. He will help direct you and get you connected. We love you. God bless you. Look forward to seeing you sometime this week, if not next Sunday morning. God bless you. Told me to run, told me to run, told me to run.